live in a world where we get constantly bombarded with perspectives, teachings and points of view. What to believe, who to listen to. Here I will provide some alternative perspectives. Here you are encouraged to check for yourself, form your own informed opinions and make up your own mind. From the spiritual to the mundane, join me every week as I dive into some of the biggest and smallest issues facing us all. Hello and welcome to the vodcast of Laird John. So there's so much information put out there by so many different sources in the, you know, uh, in the New Age community that it's pretty much impossible to know what to believe, what to think, how to feel. It's just, uh, it's been like that for as long as I can remember and I can remember my first venture and I've just written about this in a recent um, blog post that I put onto my website. You can go over to johnsalco.com and read it there if you like. Um, And I remember my first venture into New Age was, you know, at least, you know, like a couple of decades ago and it was um, when I... I found myself venturing into the local library here in Aberdeen and I just wandered in and I found myself randomly at the um, that part of the library where they have, you know, the sort of spiritual books and what have you. Like you can go into the books store, excuse me, and see, you know, books and you'll look for the mind, body, spirit section and things like that. And I wasn't particularly looking for that section because I hadn't at that point been all that interested in spiritual topics. We are now talking about over 20 years ago. um, And I had a whole lifetime before that where I was, you know, more interested in, you know, the objective reality of things around me. If I couldn't feel it, touch it, sense it with any of my five mundane senses, I didn't believe it existed. Um, but some 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 point I kind of um, fell into this topic and it happened over 20 years ago now. Um, and, and here I am in the library and I wander over to the mind-body-spirit section and I come across this book and it was called the only planet of choice and this was by a deep trance medium called Phyllis Schlemmer Um, and so I took it away and I read the thing cover to cover a couple of times and I absorbed it and I took on a lot of the information in it Um, and I suppose you could say that I could thank that book for my venture into spirituality because Post that, I started looking into other things. I found myself venturing back to the same library again at different points in time. And a particular book would just jump out at me and I would grab it and read it and I would put it back. And more often than not, it will be something about witchcraft, Wicca, paganism um, uh, and other forms of spirituality, uh, including Druidism as well. I seem to remember having at least one book on that. And there was also a few books on just general self-improvement and life improvement type topics that I was interested in at that time as well. But I'm really interested uh, for this podcast in, you know, uh, just for a moment to think about this book, The Only Planet of Choice. Uh, Because although I have this book to thank for my venture into spirituality, um, I did ultimately discover that I didn't believe a lot of the information in it. A lot of the information in it just didn't resonate with me 
but I didn't really, I didn't fully understand why at the time. What I felt was a lot of the information felt good. It seemed to be good, but there were bits of it that um, just didn't feel right. I want to say that there were kind of racist undertones in it. For example, there was a part where they spoke about the a suggestion that the black race were the first race, um, uh, or the um, the should I say indigenous race from planet Earth, and the book suggested that. Um, other other races on planet Earth, such as the white race and other races on planet Earth, came from the stars. Um, and it sounds like implicit racism to me, um, if ever I heard it. But um, it did try to come across with this information that, in a way, that it tried to explain away the, 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 the apparent racism, racism in it. Um, by building a very positive spin on it, but I could never get away from the thought that um, it was implicitly racist. And I couldn't understand why a book that was purporting itself to be very spiritual, uh, uh, where a deep trance channel was um, sharing information which was from, ostensibly from, the highest of the high beings. Now, these beings were apparently... Um, akin to something that we we might call the Elohim, um, uh, and potentially, you know, and it was suggested that they were connected somehow with um, the gods of Egyptian mythology. And in this book, they were referred to as a council of nine. They have also been referred to as the nine principles. They've been referred to in previous um, communications, channeled communications that were done by Yuri Geller. Um, and since then, they've been um, they've, they've been referred to in different channel communications right up till this day, where they've been given uh, a lot of credibility, and a lot of people have believed the information that they've received um, from this council of nine. But I always had a problem with some of the information in it, and it was this implicit racism was part of a part of the problem that I didn't like. There were other issues, but that was the one that really stood out at me um, uh, as being something that was problematic. And it came to me only slowly over the years, because obviously I. I, I, I've, as I've said, I moved into reading lots of different books and lots of different things, and I stopped. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of put that book on a back burner, but I, I kept hold of the book. You know, I lent a, a copy to a friend, and then I rebought it again. I just wanted it. I didn't want to let it go. You know, but I always had this issue with it. I wasn't sure what was going on. And it took me a long time to come to a realization about what that might be. And I've, I've said something about it in the blog post that I, I put um, on my website, johnsalco.com. You can, you can see a little bit more detail there about what I say specifically about the book um, in terms of the sources um, of information. I'll just briefly mention here that part of the, um, the support team, if you like, that was behind Phyllis Schlemmer, um, and helping her on her journey was a chap called um, Andrea Puharic. I'm not sure if I'm getting the pronunciation exactly correctly. 
But on further research, it turned out that this particular chap um, had a history with the CIA and potentially with Project MKUltra. And there has been suggestions that I've seen in a blog post, another blog post which I've sourced in my um, post, um, that he may have been known, excuse me, he may have been connected with something that has been sometimes called as Voice of God Tech. Um, now this is the, another term, the, the, the real term for this uh, technology is called Voice to Skull technology that actually has a patent. So it is something that's real, it's not something that is completely made up, it's not pie in the sky conspiracy theory, you can actually go online and find out concrete information about voice to skull technology that is actually patented and does exist. Um, but it's colloquially been known, been called sometimes as voice of God tech. And the reason for this is the suggestion that it could be used in order to manipulate information that is perceived within the New Age community. And this is where things begin to get really problematic. Because now what we're talking about is a suggestion that deep state um, dark projects could be um, or could, could have some interest in spreading misinformation within the New Age community. Um, whether it is to, sow, to help to sow ridicule within the general population of information that comes out of the uh, New Age community or whether it is just to sow um, a certain amount of distrust within the community by, you know, uh, uh, injecting lots of different strains of information that conflict with each other, and uh, thus confusing and muddying the waters. And and this is, I think, where I think, think things have got very, very problematic within the New Age community over the past decades. So this, I mean, from my understanding, the New Age community is something that kind of came out of the cult counterculture and hippie community of this, of you know, the fifties and sixties, and grew in the seventies, and you know, grew arms and legs after that, really. But it had some influences from New Thought from the, from the turn of the nineteenth century, but but there really wasn't all that much there. If you if you wanted to venture into some of the information that was coming out at the, in the late um, 19th century, early part of the 20th century, then we're talking about forms of traditional spirituality that don't really bear any reasonable resemblance to what New Age is today. And I, I would certainly, before, you know, before anyone absorbs too much information that comes from New Age, from any, from any channeled information, from any, from any source, including the most famous, most popular ones, I would really seriously consider um, looking into some of the more traditional um, spiritual sources that are available out there um, that you can read up on a little bit and research on and give yourself a little bit more of a grounding on the the source information on on some of the spiritual topics that are out there. Um, it will just help you have a broader understanding um, and it will help your perspective as you move forward and it will help you to veer away from what could be misinformation that you've been that you've been being fed from you know that's been coming from the new age community for many decades now
And I think this is this has just become a very very serious problem within the community to the point where we really don't know what to believe. And and the trouble with it is, um, of course that you you know there's no way of. I mean, it's like that old thing, it's philosophically impossible to prove a negative, so therefore it's impossible to prove that something didn't happen. This is the why, for example, in criminal justice, usually in most modern democratic countries, the onus of, the onus of proof is on the state, um, because you can only have a proof positive, because it's philosophically impossible to prove a negative. It's not because the state is being fair. It's just because it's impossible to, for you to prove you didn't do something because you can't prove a negative. You can only prove a positive. So you can say, I couldn't have done it because I was over there. So therefore, I wasn't in that place because I was in that place. So I couldn't have done it. But you're still proving a positive. You can't prove a negative. So it's impossible to prove that God doesn't exist, for example. Um, as much as it's impossible for anyone to prove that he does, you know, so so um, so this this is why there's a lot of false arguments and a, a lot of false narratives floating around in terms of expectations of proof and evidence, um, because it's just not possible. You know, so nothing that's out there in the New Age community is possible to either prove or disprove. Is really what I'm coming from. Until a spaceship lands in the you, you know in the front lawn of. Uh, the White House or something like that, the, that old uh, joke, you know. Um, we're not going to have absolute proof of anything, are we? And and this is and this is the whole thing that's problematic because it becomes sub subject um it becomes subject to influence from anybody and everybody. So once again we come back to it, we don't know what to believe, who to believe, um, or what to think. And when you start injecting into the prospect of this voice to Skulltech, then you know it it just gets crazy. You know, then you then then you think almost everything that any channeler has said in the last 30, 40, 50 years could be absolute mumbo jumbo. It could be some dude with a, <laughs> it could be some dude with a, a funny little satellite dish sitting outside a crazy van. You, you know, um a bit like the old caricature of a BBC uh, you know, license. Um, detector van that uh, we used to joke about 20 years ago that, that we imagined sitting at the end of the street checking whether or not we've got a TV licence. We imagine these characters sitting inside a, 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 a nondescript old van and have got a little wee satellite dish in there and are, they're beaming beams towards our heads and making us think things that we, you know, and, and it just sounds absolutely crazy, doesn't it? And it's unbelievable to think that that technology exists and it just makes you wonder what else has happened in the world you know, that that could be being manipulated and where people's minds could be being manipulated to make them carry out actions that they would never normally carry out and those actions could then be attributed to something else um, or be made, should I dare I say, political or politicised in some way. And so it's just it, it just becomes very scary. And, and here's the thing. If the CIA slash MKUltra slash DARPA or whoever have been using voice to skull tech in order to manipulate the New Age, you know, movement for 40, 50 years, um, then what else have they been using that technology for even up until recent times? And if they were able to use that kind of technology 40 years ago, even 30 years ago, even only 20 years ago, then within the, with the past 20 years of technological advancements, what could they be doing with it now? 
you know, and, uh, you know, you just have to look at the difference between a computer that in the 1960s would have filled a room that you can now, you know, the same amount of power is now in this. Um, so you just have, uh, so it, it boggles the mind to think what, you know, um, that projects, you know, within, you know, secret parts of the government could actually be able to do now. Because it, you know you, under, you understand that the actual technology that exists is going to always be at least fifty years ahead of what we know exists, and possibly the rest. So there could be there could be beaming mind control information from a from from a satellite dish at this point, for all we know. And this is a, and and this is really the this is really the trouble with the the new age um, community, is that we they, they have absolutely no idea where information is coming from. And there are other possible sources, and it could well be that there's genuine, benevolent, um, you know, beings in the universe. Um, and there's no reason to suppose that none of them would have ventured um, here. And there's no reason to suppose that they necessarily had, would have to venture from another place. It could just be from another density or dimension. Um, you know, you know. so, it, it, and these are all concepts that at the moment, in this moment in time, we don't understand with our current technologies. Uh, these are things that um, you know. The, the, excuse me. The majority of people probably assume just don't exist at all in the universe. Never mind here on Earth. But we have to. We should try to keep an open mind. But at the same time, we should also be concerned about the technologies that are available to us now even. Because if this kind of technology is available to us now, this voice of skull technology, it beggars belief how that kind of technology could be could be, excuse me, abused and how humanity could be manipulated. So in theory, in theory, there could be some dude in this, uh, you know, um, outside in a van right now manipulating me and making me see all this. <laughs> but that wouldn't, that you know, um, that doesn't seem, you know, that doesn't seem realistic. It does seem realistic to me that they might, uh, they might be sitting out someone someone's door, making them, uh, you know, making them think that they're getting, you know, that they're genuinely ch channeling uh, an entity that's sharing all sorts of information, but that information is laced with misinformation. And what I'm going to end with is the, is, is the principle of the lie and how it is best told in a way that you will believe it. Um, a lie is best told in a way that the target audience will believe it if it is dressed up in lots of truth. So what you do is you tell lots and lots and lots of truth and you say a lot. So in a spiritual community, if you happen to be giving false channeled information, then you would give lots and lots of love and light information through throughout a lots and lots of love and light channeling. And you will lace in there little snippets of problem. Um, you know, little snippets of the misinformation and the, and the misdirection. And you would do that through, you know, the the medium of several different channels in different ways. And 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 in that way you muddy the waters. Now transpose that into real life and the way that um you know the the world has been manipulated politically over the last couple of years and I'll 
I'll I'll leave you to contemplate that one on your own. I'm not going to go down that road just now. But sticking with the, the spiritual topics, it's just a, it's it's just important to realise that um, the majority of the information that you're receiving is tainted if it's coming from the New Age community. If you happen to be in the New Age community and you're offended by what I'm saying, then I'm genuinely um, sorry for that. But I still mean what I say. The majority of information in the Muage community is tainted. It doesn't mean that it's not all real. Um, you know, it means that most of it could be real. Much of it will be real, but a lot of it is tainted. But a lot of it is false, and a lot of it is conflicting. And no one is going to get anywhere with their spirituality as long as they are down the New Age rabbit hole and they're not thinking with proper discernment. This is why I truly suggest that you, and, and you know, this book, The Only Planet of Choice, is a prime example of it. This is why I'm, I'm truly suggesting that you go more and go down the route of traditional spirituality, research some older information, um, research some of the source information, research the Rosicrucians, research Hermeticism. There's all, you know, the, um, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, there's quite a few writers that were around at the, the the beginning part of the 20th century that you can research. Rudolf Steiner, for example, is a good one. Dion Fortune. Research some, you know, research some older information instead of all the new stuff, because all the new stuff is tainted. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share far and wide so others can benefit too. And download the podcast audio so you can listen again whenever you like, wherever you like. You can also subscribe to my channel, view and comment on all vodcast episodes by visiting lairdjohn.com. Thanks for listening to the vodcast of Laird John. I've been your host, John McVeigh.